0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 0, an introductory episode of Common Thread, a podcast series by and for alumni of the College of St. Benedict. My name is Sigrid Hutchison, CSB Class of 1959.
1: I'm Emily Gasperlin, Class of 2013.
2: And I'm Maria Stanek-Burnham, Class
0: of 2001.
2: Sigrid, Emily, and I are all members of the St. Ben's Alumni Board a group of women who work to support and strengthen the relationship between alums and the College of St. Benedict. We've developed this podcast to experiment with a new way to enhance the connections between CSB and alumnae near and far of all ages and experiences. The graduation dates of the three of us represent a span of over 50 years and as we began to work on this project, we found we were fascinated with each other's stories.
1: Exactly, one of the best things about being on the Alumni Board is getting to know so many different Bennies and to hear their stories. We're all connected by the experience of being a Benny, but even that experience is so different from person to person. And Sigrid Marie and I are a great example of that. My experience, for example, fits in the kind of family narrative, family legacy narrative uh, that is so common among Bennys and Johnnies. My dad is a Johnny in class of 1978, and I have a lot of family in Stearns County. So I grew up visiting campus, wearing St. Ben, St. John's sweatshirts, competing with my sister to be the first to see the bell tower as we drove up to visit my grandparents. I also went to leadership camp at St. John's every summer from late elementary school through middle school. So when it came time to start thinking about where to go to college, St. Ben's was definitely on the list, but I looked at all of the Mayak schools here in, in Minnesota. I really had no idea what I wanted to study, and the only question I ever asked on tours was about study abroad programs. All along, I maintained that I was not necessarily going to go to St. Ben's, but really, who was I kidding? I never actually saw myself going anywhere else. And although I never doubted my choice to go to St. Ben's, my first year was tough. I was undecided on a major, and while I enjoyed my classes and knew it was okay to explore, I felt like I was the only one doing that and who was undecided. And while I met many great Bennies and Johnnies in my classes and on my floor, shout out to Aurora B. I didn't really find the kind of friends that everyone tells you you'll have in college, so I was pretty lonely. More than once I cried in the car on the way back to campus after going home to the cities for the weekend, which is so strange to think about now because coming up to campus now feels like coming home, but at the time I just didn't feel like a Benny yet. Um, However, in my sophomore year, my experience really turned a corner. I took a job as an RA in Corona, which pushed me out of my comfort zone and gave me a purpose on campus. And many of the acquaintances I'd made in my first year grew into deep, forever friendships. And by the end of that fall, thanks to the guidance of a few amazing professors who I'm still in touch with to this day, I declared an English major and communication minor. And These days I live in the cities, I uh, work in career services in the College of Liberal Arts at the University of Minnesota helping employers see the value of a liberal arts degree and connect with liberal arts students.
2: I didn't know you were an RA. Yeah. What a a fun little story. Awesome. Um, My St. Ben's story is different from Emily's, very different. Um, I chose St. Ben's because I was determined to be a nurse and spoiler alert, I'm not one right now. So, um, but at the time I wanted to be a nurse and there was no better nursing program around. Um, I grew up in a small central Minnesota town and I was raised in a rural Catholic parish. And the other thing that really mattered to me when I was choosing a college was uh, personalized learning and small class sizes so I didn't want to be a number in a lecture hall so from the minute I stepped on campus and I was touring I knew I was home because st. Ben's was all that I loved about my life up to that point and kinda checked off all the check boxes that I really wanted I was a first-generation college student though my parents worked really hard in order to afford me the opportunity to attend a four-year college and to pursue my dream so I was really lucky that they were so supportive I do think it helped that they knew that there were nuns on campus to kind of keep an eye on me but stepping onto campus in August of 1997 was one of the scariest things I'd ever done Um, I was a homebody loved home Um, And I didn't know what to expect because my parents didn't know much about college life. Um, But the women on my first-year floor, Aurora C., um, they were extraordinary. We were such an eclectic group, and I grew up in this small town that was not very diverse. So this great diverse group that came into my life was just so amazing. There were international students. um, Some women were from wealthy families, some from middle class, some from poor families, We were all so different, unique, and beautiful in our own way. Um, And I just had never in my life felt such acceptance and love, and we really bonded right away um, because all of us were scared. And um, I remember a lot of us spending time in our lounge, decorating for Christmas or watching TV or making popcorn or whatever. Um, We were just really bonded, and it was really remarkable. And one of my fondest memories is the day I graduated from St. Ben's. Uh, I just remember feeling so proud that I had accomplished this big thing that no one else in my family had done. Uh, My commencement speaker was Helen Thomas, the renowned White House correspondent, and she spoke to us at the graduation ceremony about the power of women, of a sisterhood, and staying strong in a world dominated by men. And it was at that moment I realized what a unique experience I had had at St. Ben's, attending an all-women's college. I guess I had really never thought about it before, (laughs) which is weird, and I had kind of taken it all for granted. And although I adore my Johnny counterparts and classmates, what sticks with me is that for four years, I grew into this woman that I am today, and I think it's because of attending an all-women's liberal arts college. Um, My life is grounded in the Benedictine values, Um, I just started my 18th year as a teacher. So like Emily, I have an English degree, but I have a secondary ed minor. And my life and career has taken me to many districts throughout central Minnesota. Once again, I don't ever leave too far from home, but um, I found a home both in the classroom and in a library setting. Um, I'm married to my husband, Jay, and I'm a mother of two lovely children, Eli, who's 10, and Ainsley, who's eight.
0: And surprise, surprise, I turned out to be one of those nuns that Maria's family was happy to have here. (laughs) My my St. Benedict's experience is a bit different from Emily's and Maria's. When I came to college at St. Ben's over 60 years ago, the daily life of the college and the convent were quite closely interrelated. Many details of our life in the college were patterned on the same pattern of community living followed by the sisters. I don't remember specifically articulating the Benedictine values, but I know that that's what we were living by them. We all lived close together in the main building, in the rotunda or in large dormitories, and the sisters were always nearby. We all sat down to eat together, all three meals, family style. We prayed Compline together every night. When we were freshmen, we received our caps and gowns, and we wore them to mass every Sunday, sometimes with our pajamas under them, and we uh, and for other special occasions, and then we wore them for graduation. I had never had any experience with sisters before, so I was fascinated as I observed their community life. I wanted to figure out why they seemed so peaceful and joyful. During my freshman year, the first wing of Mary Hall was built, Aurora Hall. So in my sophomore year, with the opening of Aurora Hall, the expansion of the college began into what it is today. As students then we were living a little more separate from the sisters, but I continued my close observation and was still trying to figure out what their life was all about. At the end of my sophomore year, I decided to join the community and I was a happy and proud member of the community for 20 years. For most of those years I taught in the college, so then the tables were turned and I had an opportunity to be one of those people who tried to live the Benedictine life under the close scrutiny of the college students. I really valued my life as a chemistry professor, but I found that being a faculty resident in the dormitory was the most rewarding part of my life. One of my favorite duties was at 10 o'clock at night when I would go from room to room, knock on each door with my bottle of holy water, Stick my head in to say just good night and God bless you. And often uh, the Bennies were waiting and often wanted to talk. I tried to listen with my heart, hearing about their successes, failures, whatever was on their minds. They just needed to talk. When I reflect now on what I've accomplished in my life, I like to think that those late night hours that I spent. those wonderful young women uh, had some really lasting value. I'm hoping that through our conversations they became familiar with Benedictine values that would be valuable to them throughout their lives. I'm very grateful for all the time I have spent at St. Benedict's both as a student and as a sister. All these experiences have led me to have, be able to have a, a wonderful life. I am married to my husband, David. We've been married for 40 years, and I've had a variety of career experiences ranging from teaching sixth grade to teaching as a college professor, being a project evaluator, a training director, and a substance abuse consultant. All these things were made possible by the liberal education that I received at St. Benedict's. I didn't know that we were all
2: Aurora residents at one point before we did this. What an interesting fact. Um, So once again, common threads between all of us. We're hoping by sharing these stories that we've given you a tiny taste of our Benny experience, both at St. Ben's and after. And as I've been a part of the alumni board... I've just, every time we meet, I'm so inspired with the breadth and richness of the stories of women who are on the board. We talk about our majors, we talk about our St. Ben's stories, we talk about our careers and where we are today. And it's just such a wonderful variety. And we wanted to bring a part of that forward.
1: I totally agree with you, Maria. That's been very similar to my experience on the Alumni Board as well. And like you say, this podcast was really born out of a desire to tell the stories and hear the voices of all Bennies, and particularly those amazing Bennies whose voices have not been heard or are often less heard.
0: St. Benedict's continues to change over time. Since I spent over 20 years of my life on campus, when I'm there now, I'm always tuned in to see how St. Ben's has continued To be rooted in those same values that I was attracted to over 60 years ago. I believe that even with all the changes that have occurred, there is still a strong common thread of values that have been consistent over time at the college, the Benedictine values. In the earlier days of the college, the Benedictine values were lived out by the sisters who were involved in every aspect of the college. Students may not have been able to articulate a list of values, but they saw them lived in action through the monastic community and readily incorporated these values into their lives. More recently, the college has taken the initiative to integrate the Benedictine values in a more intentional way into the daily life of the college for all—administrators, staff, faculty, and students. So the Benedictine values are the unifying theme of this podcast series. We listen with the ear of our hearts. What could be more appropriate for a podcast?
1: Exactly. I love that secret. And we live in a podcast-rich world. However, we also recognize that we're trying to reach St. Ben's alums anywhere from age 21 to 102. So this likely includes people with a lot, a little, or no experience with podcasts. But we do all have that one thing in common. We are all Bennys, and we've all been touched in some way by our St. Ben's experience. And we look forward to sharing these stories with you.
2: Common Thread is a podcast produced by the Alumni Connections Committee, a part of the St. Ben's Alumni Board. Music for this podcast was composed and performed by Michelle Isaac, a 2014 graduate from St. Ben's. Episode 0 featured Emily Gasperlin, Class of 2013, Sigrid Hutchison, Class of 1959, and Maria Burnham, Class of 2001.